Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Bedroom Talks, where we get financially intimate. Today, I'm excited to have Kylie on the show. Kylie is a goal-oriented entrepreneur, a salesperson, and a recruiter with over 13 years of experience. She's also a coach, a wife, a mom, Enneagram 8, Wing 7. We might need to talk about that one a little bit more. Uh, travel aficionado and an efficiency enthusiast. In addition, she's authored, audio recorded, and published the book Marine Corps Brat. Uh, we're going to talk about that too. Kaylee is a fervent believer in lifetime, lifelong learning, and she's constantly pursuing knowledge and sharing the tools that have led her to success with others. This drives her to keep growing and enables her to help others achieve their most fulfilling and limitless life possible. I'm so excited to learn more about Kaylee's journey and the advice she has for women who want to achieve their goals. Hey y'all, get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate, but close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health, and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it. At least not thoroughly, anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi. I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks. Get Financially Intimate, a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're going to cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer and let's unrobe this topic. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and get this started. So I think I actually uh, pronounced your name incorrectly in the intro. So I just want to make it clear and corrected here. It's Kylie, correct? Yes, you got it. Awesome. Well, (laughs) Kylie, thank you. Uh, for joining us. Super excited to have you here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes. Um, Okay. So let's get started. So you are, your focus is more along the lines of helping women achieve their goals in essence, right? Yes. Yep. Because it really, it all ties back to that. Anything you want in life, you can set up a plan for how to get there. Exactly. I get it. It's funny because when I first started my journey as a coach, I got certified as a financial coach. I got certified as a mindset coach and I got certified as a goal success coach. And I'm like, I'm going to do all these things and like have all these different avenues. And um, that's not how it worked out for me. <laughs> things kind Too of many like things. The- it, it was. Well, the finance thing took over and then I had to figure out a way to incorporate the uh, the goal success and the mindset stuff into the finances, which worked out to be 
perfect. So super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mindset touches everything and mm -hmm. so does money. So exactly. it's go it's going to it all intertwine. And then if you want to get anywhere, you need that plan. You know, I find that when it comes to goal setting, most people think specifically with corporate or business or their jobs, things like that, because in those positions, a lot of people are the goals are being set for them. Um, but really, you know, if you want to achieve anything, whether it's being a great mom or getting out of debt or setting yourself up for a great retirement or retiring early or um, any of those things, you need a plan to get there. And that's all that goal setting is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about how you even got into this. Like what prompted this for you? And I don't know if you can hear it, but I apologize if you hear the barking in the background. This is life, and we don't edit these, so y'all, whatever happens, happens. My dog is just—he's just being who he is. You—you <laughs> you can't control the dogs. I get it. I lock mine out and just cross my fingers when I get on these. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, my parents kind of taught early on, you know, you've got to have that plan. You've got to, you know, dream big, whatever it is you want in life, work hard for it, those kind of a thing, things. And then when my husband and I got married, we got married over 11 years ago. We were very young. Uh, we had no money. <laughs> um, he was still finished. Actually, we were both still finishing school. Um, and we just had this really big picture for what we wanted for our lives, this vision. And, so we were like, well, we are a long way from there, but let's not get 10 years into this thing and go, well, cred, we're still not anywhere close to it. We knew we needed to have a plan in place. So we actually got our hands on a whiteboard and kept it in our living room. And that is the same whiteboard that's still in our living room today. And it breaks down our long-term goals and then what we can do this year to move the needle towards those long-term goals. And then it breaks down some things that we want to do monthly, whether that's personal goals for him, personal goals for me, what are we working towards collectively? And we come together every month and uh, check on those things. Where are you? Where are you at? How, is this something that's still important? Are we still moving the needle towards what we want this year and long-term? Or do we need to make adjustments? So that's kind of where it's really got started. And we knew that financially, that, that was going to be a really big piece for us. Um, Growing up, we both experienced our parents going through some financial strife in different mm -hmm. ways and areas, and um, we felt that, and we didn't like it. So that was something right out of the gate. We said, that's not something we want for our kids. That's not something we want to deal with ongoing because our parents were married decades, and and it kept happening. This stuff mm -hmm. kept coming up. And we said, we want a really, really strong financial foundation. And that started off with $44,000 in debt. <laughs> so way to go. <laughs> I know, right? We're like, let's, okay, now what? <laughs> but we, we got after it. We set a plan in place. We paid off our $44,000 in student loans in the course of 26 months. And that mm -hmm. set us up to go, okay, now what? Then we save for the emergency fund. Then we save to buy the house. We buy the house. And then um, we adopted my son from Columbia, completely debt-free because we took the time, we put the effort and we had the plan to set ourselves up and give us that foundation. And so our finances are not something that plague us every single month or that we're trying to scrape out of all the time. You know, and, and people are in different situations. Um, you might not be at the very beginning of your marriage or 20 years old when you get married and are setting these things up, but that doesn't mean you can't still do it. It's just having that yeah. place. Absolutely. Girl, preach. 
<laughs> this is what I share all the time. It's never too late. I mean, honestly, think think about. And some people may not have heard this uh, portion of, of my background, but I dropped out of high school halfway through halfway through my senior year, and then oh. you know ended up a few years later going you know starting a little bit of college you know to eat a little bit here and there. Ended up uh, officially. I think I was. 38-ish, 38 and a half maybe when I completed my doctorate degree. Many people that get to this point end up doing things like that much earlier on in life, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what avenue you're on, whether it's your finances, education, fitness, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's there's no age limit on right. the ability to achieve success or accomplish your goals, right? Yeah. And, and there's no shame in it either. Yeah. I think, you know, I spoke with someone recently and she's like, someone out there just like put these arbitrary numbers in place for when you're supposed to cross off certain boxes in your life. And it's garbage. That's not how life works. And, and we get down on ourselves when we're not in a certain place by a certain age and it just doesn't matter. And the other thing I find a lot with goal setting is people will set that deadline. You know, I know I need to have a deadline, my timeline, and then they miss it and they beat themselves up or they give up completely and they throw in the towel. Um, Okay, so when we were getting out of debt, we told everybody. Everyone knew we were doing this, whether they agreed with us or not, whatever. However, we said in 24 months, that was mm -hmm. our deadline to get out of our student loan debt. We didn't do it. You know, December came around that year and that we had 30 days and we were like, it's not going to happen. Like, we know the money that's coming in this month and it's not about to happen. And so, you know, was that a failure? Should, should we have just thrown in the towel and said, well, screw it. Let's get a couple credit cards and buy a new car. No, it mm -hmm. took us two more months and we're completely out of debt and have never gone back. So, you know, we're, we're not robots. I highly encourage you set that deadline, have a timeline, get yourself moving. But if you miss it, it's okay. Or if you need to change directions, you know, maybe... Maybe you set this goal for your finances or whatever area and something big in your life changes and demands attention right then. That's okay. It's all right to, to change directions, to adjust the sales, to put focus elsewhere. Because we, like you were saying, you can't have focus in like these five different areas at one time. That's not focus. You're not focused right. on anything. Then. <laughs> so pick what you're going to focus on, what that one goal is for right now and pursue that and know that you can you can adjust as necessary or you can press the deadline out a little bit and it's still okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, oh, okay. Let's talk a little bit about, um, we're, we're talking about goals here, right? So there's a certain uh, strategy to goal setting that is pretty popular. Um, and you and I have briefly talked about it as well. So talk to us about, and I've actually done a couple podcast episodes on this already, but I like to kind of bring in some other uh, perspectives, of course, and, you know, kind of why I have you as a guest. <laughs> um, <Makes sense. laughs> no, uh, but I like to hear your perspective on like the strategy for goal setting um, and how you would maneuver or recommend a client to maneuver through that. Yeah. So my guess, you're talking about smart goals. Yes. Of course. <laughs> uh -huh, yeah, <laughs> of course. So yeah, smart goals, 
Most people have heard of this specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. I think you, I don't know that you make it out of middle school without hearing these, or maybe you've like been under a rock, but you know, you've Mm -hmm. heard of these at some point in time. And what I have found is that most people get hung up on it, at least one of these things, you know, they can be specific, but measurable. They're like, ah, as soon as I make it measurable, it's not fun. I don't want to do it anymore or time bound. Well, I don't know if this is too far out or too close, or maybe I could achieve it faster if I put the deadline in closer. Usually there's one of those that people get hung up on. So what I've done is I've kind of created a system of questions, a series of questions to ask yourself to make sure that you um, that you clarify each of these appropriately and make it simple for yourself. So if you're a note taker, make sure you've got a pen and paper or if you're listening to this and driving, don't stop, but like come back to this because we're going to walk through these. Um, so when it comes to being specific, you want to ask what, where, and why. So what is the goal? Where is it going to happen? And why are you doing it? This is something that you should be very, very clear on. So if somebody says, you know, hey, what are you working towards right now? You can whip out those answers without thinking twice about it. So what is the goal? What are you after right now? What do you want to achieve or do? Where is it going to happen? This is where in your schedule, where in your time as well, excuse me, as well as um, physically. So this might be, um, I want to train for a marathon. Okay, where are you putting that in your schedule and where are you going to be doing that training each week? Is it going to be at a gym? Is it going to be, you know, around your neighborhood? Are you going to have to drive to the location? How much time is that going to take? So that's your where. And then why are you doing this? Why is this important to you? And this is where you need to be sure that this is your goal, not something your mother suggested to you or your sister's doing it or your best friend is doing it. And it just sounds like a good idea. Why does this matter to you? next one is measurable. So how will you know you're done? Mm. Um, Yeah, this one comes back to resolution. New Year's resolutions drive me crazy because so often they're just, they're just these pie in the sky things. They're so arbitrary and somebody kind of goes, well, I just, I want to be more patient this year. First off, no, you don't. Don't ask for patience. That's baloney. No. (laughs) Uh, Or I just want to be stronger this year. Okay, that could mean a whole slew of things. What do you actually want here? And how how are you going to know you're done with that? You know, when it comes to patience, are you going to get to December 31st and go, well, there was that one time I did count to 10 and didn't yell at my kids uh, this year. So therefore, I'm more patient. (laughs) Like, how do you know you've achieved this thing? So you've just got to set that. That's how you know it's measurable. Did I do the thing I said I was going to do? So you've got to kind of pull out what you want out of this. Um, You've got to know the picture of what you want. So I want to be a great mom. Okay, what does that look like to you? How do you know you've reached that? Now, you you might never reach that in your lifetime, but what does being a good mom this year look like or this quarter? Like put some action steps in place. And that's how you know, okay, this month I wanted to do X, Y, and Z to be a great mom. I did that. Or I didn't do that. And I'm going to carry those over to next month. Or the vision has changed a little bit. So just whatever it is, how will you know you're done? Achievable. This is your balance between impossible versus stretch goals. So this is completely dependent on you. You have to decide for yourself the difference between those two. And I know that doesn't sound helpful right now, but I'm going to give you an example. Um, 
Last year, I completed a Spartan trifecta. So this is three races in the course of a calendar year. They build on each other. So there's a, a 5K with so many obstacles and then a 10K with so many obstacles and then a 20K with so many obstacles. Now, as I was pre preparing to do this and planning this goal out before the year started, um, I was think to, thinking to myself, this is my impossible goal for the year. Now, the reason I thought that is because it was really, really intimidating to me. This was going mm. to be a mental battle for me to get through these things. One, because I'm not a runner. Okay, I promise, don't argue with me. I hate, hate, hate running. Um, but I chose this and not like a marathon because there's obstacles and it's like up a mountain and things like that. So I'm like, okay, this is like an endurance challenge. This is going to be a good fit for me. Now, here's the thing. That was impossible mentally to me. That was going to be a struggle. However, when it came to actually being an achievable goal, I'm a fit person. I have a gym membership. I have a spouse who can cover the childcare. I had the time. I had the means to pay for the races and get there and had childcare there. Um, I had all of the pieces I needed. I had all the resources available to me if I would just do them. So for me, it was really, truly a stretch goal, not an impossible goal. Now, had I been 500 pounds and said, I want to win a bodybuilding competition this year, I would have died trying to do it, like physically, actually, literally died. Yeah. Now, if that's you and you're listening to this, you're like, well, thanks, Kylie. No, no, no. I'm with you. If that's something you want to do in your lifetime, fantastic. I will cheer you on all the way. But it's not going to happen in 12 months. It's going to take some more time. We just need to move the deadline for that goal. That would be an impossible goal to say you're going to do that in 12 months. So I hope that's helpful in that difference between impossible versus a stretch goal. All right. The next one in our SMART acronym here is relevant. So this is where you ask yourself, does this matter? And does it matter right now? <clears throat> so I love to share this story. Um, Christy Wright is a speaker, author, all the things. Go look her up. She's fantastic. Um, she shared a story where she took on someone else's goal. Someone told her she was going to read 30 books that year. And she was like, wow, that's a great goal. Like, I love reading. I love personal development. That would be so smart for me to do. So I'm going to do that too. Now, a goal like this, 30 books in a calendar year, you kind of have to stay on top of it. If you get to October, November, and you've only read three books, you're either going to only read books for the next two or three months, which your time probably doesn't allow for, or you're going to be really discouraged and beat yourself up. So Christy got a couple months into the year and was behind. She, she knew she had to do so many books a month, and she got really behind. And she kind of had to take a step back and go, okay, um, I have a demanding job. I'm going on a book tour. I'm a speaker and travel all the time. I have two small children and I have a husband I'd like to stay married to. Maybe, <laughs> maybe reading 30 books this year is not important right now. Not that it's a bad goal, not that it wouldn't be important later, but it didn't matter for the season of life she was in at that moment. So ask yourself when it comes to relevance, does this matter to me? And does it matter right now? Um, maybe you're a single mom with five kids and you want to run a marathon. Again, love it. That's awesome. Let's look at it and see if that's something that needs to happen this year. 
because how much time is it going to take away from your kids? It takes a lot of time to train for a marathon. What expenses are you going to have with that? Um, and then what extra childcare are you going to need? And are you willing to sacrifice that time with your kids to do so something like that? Or maybe you can say, you know what, in three years, they will be these ages and it'll be a little bit more convenient for me to do that. So I'm going to put mm -hmm. it on the back burner and hang on to this because it's not for me for right now. And that's okay. Yeah. And putting it on the back burner is not saying I'll never get to it. It's not, it's not dismissing your desires. It's saying I'm prioritizing this appropriately for my situation right now. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, let me share a financial example with that. Um, we adopted my son from Columbia. Um, my husband's company is very gracious and they have kind of a reimbursement program when you do an international adoption. So when we got home, we got several thousand dollars back. We were thrilled. Our plan with that money, we knew that was coming, um, was to put that right into a college fund for him. Um, and then our boiler broke in the middle of winter. Oh. Done. It's shot. It's ancient. We knew that was a thing that was going to happen. And we said, you know what? We can we can cash flow this because that money has come in. Not that the college fund wasn't important, but we could wait a little while and say, you know what, we can manage this without even touching our emergency fund. So let's do that because we all need warmth and that's caring for our child too. <laughs> mm. And it's been, it was took over a year later for us to finally get that set up, but his college fund is set up now and that's okay. Yes. He's still going to have the money that he needs for when we get to that time. A year did not make that much of a difference. And we kept doing the important things to take care of our family. So the college fund, we never gave up on it, but it just took a little bit of time for us to get that established. Right. I actually uh, use a similar uh, concept of recommendations when I have an individual that I'm working with and they're like, hey, this emergency came up. And I'm working on building my emergency fund up more, but this emergency came up. So should I put it on the credit card or what should I do? And I'm like, absolutely should not put it on the credit card because <laughs> the chances are you're going to pay more money because of the interest. So yes. what, how much is going, you know, isn't it, how much is the expense? Is the expense 800 bucks and you have three grand in the emergency savings? Take it out of the emergency savings. Yes. Pay yourself back instead of paying back the credit card, which you would end up paying back more for it with interest anyways. Yes. Right? And it's and so much more fun to pay yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You will put it in the account because it looks way better in there than paying somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if you're and if you're able to put it in a HYSA, mm -hmm. you'll end up earning, you know, more anyways. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, and then our final one on SMART uh, acronym is time bound. So your questions to ask yourself here are when and who. Now, I get a lot of questions around when. So when are you going to be done with this? And people have asked me, you know, well, you know, do I push that date closer because it'll get me moving? Do I push it out farther? I don't even care. Just pick a deadline. <laughs> I prefer closer because it does get you moving. You, you're going to start running out of time. Make sure the days count instead of a month goes by. and You're like, oh, I still got time to do that thing. Um, but literally just set a date when you would be proud to have this, this goal completed by. And then know if you don't hit it, you're not a robot 
and that's okay, change the deadline, move it out. What's going to be realistic? And usually, usually what I find happens is you're going to know when you're going to achieve that by the time you get to that deadline. So just like when we were getting out of debt, we knew a month out, this is not going to happen, but we were able to then look forward and go, okay, but we know this money is coming in, coming up. This is going to be a bonus. We can have this done in February. And we did. So just set the date and move forward and get, get your butt in action. So when, and then who, who are you going to tell about this? Now, when we were getting out of debt, we told everybody. We needed that momentum, that fire under us. We were like, we, everyone just needs to know this. Plus, it really helped with our friends. We were like, we have to say no to things because that's what, what we chose to do it. Um, and, and they understood. They knew we were on a mission. Um, now, you might have people in your life that are not so encouraging for what you're going after. So mm -hmm. sometimes you do need to be selective in who you tell. But the goal here, the idea here is... You want to tell someone who's going to be encouraging, who's going to pull you along on your journey, that accountability. So if it is something like getting out of debt, maybe your shopping buddy is not a great person to, you know, have as an accountability partner. Um, you may even have people who are not on the same journey as you, but if they're going to give you the kick in the butt that you need, pull them in. Say, I need help with this. I'm going to call you when I'm struggling with it. I'm going to call you when I have a letdown and when I have a win. Find your team of people who are going to be around you and who you're going to tell what you're after. So I hope that helps with that SMART acronym. I know. I love it. Um, and I was I was thinking about when you're talking about the, the win piece there and how, you know, sometimes you don't, you make the, you make the deadline, but sometimes things happen and you don't quite meet that deadline. You had shared your example about um, you know, the, the boiler going out and the college fund and you had to kind of adjust there or whatever. Um, I had a very similar experience, um, not with boiler per se, but <laughs> I, uh, a, about two months ago, I made a final decision that, um, I was going to do whatever it takes to be able to leave my full-time job so I can run my business full-time. Right. So for context, I have been running this business for almost five years and it's been part-time while I've been running a, or excuse me, working full-time. And part of the reason for that is because I still have a couple of things I'm trying to take care of financially. I'm not, I'm way better than I ever was before, but life has happened to me in the midst of me operating my business. I have had to purchase a new car. My son has had to purchase, a new, uh, my sons have to ha had to have a new car. Um, I had a couple other things happen that was not expected whatsoever. And so I have unfortunately taken on a little bit more debt than when I started this business. And it was not the plan. Now, it is manageable to where I am fully able to pay back way more than the minimum, but it wasn't expected, right? So I'm at the point where I'm like desiring to leave my full-time job, but I'm not financially able to at this moment, right? Yeah. So what's going what's gonna to help me get there, right? I have to think about how am I going to set that plan? So I decided I'm going to give myself a timeline. And I did the math. I figured out, okay, how much can I reasonably pay off every single month and how long will it take me to do that? That was step number one. And this is a different way of processing the smart goals, right? And sure. it's just, it was just the way that I figured out how to do it for myself. Yeah. Um, we all have, you know, ways to kind of maneuver it, right? So yes. I, you know, figured it out and I was like, okay, 
depending on life, I, I built a life buffer in the, in the goal. Right. Good. <laughs> so I put anywhere between two to three years, a minimum two years, maximum three years is what it should take me. Right. Uh, pretty much at the time I was like two years, you know, is, is like bare minimum time frame that it was going to take for me to be able to get to where I needed to be and, and say, okay, I'm done with this job. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say it like that too. <laughs> yes. But maximum was three years. Right. So not even a month after I was like, this is what's going to happen. And I started telling a couple of people for accountability purposes, um, life happened and, <laughs> uh, it had to do with my son and college and finances. And ass essentially what has happened is that pushed my minimum time frame by three years or excuse me, by three months. I'm sorry. I <laughs> was almost like a time That was big. <laughs> By three months, <laughs> but I'm still within my max goal of three years total. Yeah. Right. So, yes. you know what? Cool. I built that buffer in on purpose because I knew it was possible. But I also know that other things are possible in the next two to two and a half years that that can actually come back down. Yes. So, yes. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And do what works for you. And usually when you set that deadline and you're excited about it and you get working, usually you can get get it done before that even you're not absolutely. pressed up right against that date absolutely um so I, I just love that so you know for those that are listening if you've never liked smart goals if you didn't fully understand it like i really truly hope that this the way that she broke that down helps you because because kind of thinking about it in the little pieces sometimes and that that question answer form think about it like this children ask a lot of questions for a reason they're trying to understand how do i do this right you know and they're going to ask the why behind it right and they're, they're going to ask all the little things and it's annoying but they do it because they're trying to understand they're trying to accomplish something right so we gotta yeah. take a lesson for them absolutely yes and this this really just gives you your whole plan by just asking a series of questions of yourself. Write it down, get it in front of you. That's the other thing with goals is you have to keep it in front of you. If you write it down in a notebook because you're like, well, I've always been told to write it down. Great. But if you lose that notebook, then what good is it doing you? That's why there's a whiteboard in my living room because I said, you know what? This is where we hang out. This is where we gather. I want our subconscious always thinking about this. How can we solve this? How can we do better? How can we get after whatever it is we're after at that time? So it doesn't need to be a whiteboard in your living room, but what can you do? Does it go on your fridge? Does it go on your dashboard? Um, hanging up in your closet, whatever it is for you, keep it in front of you. That's the only way to stay motivated. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I think we briefly talked about this um, previously or in previous conversations. I, you talking about the whiteboard and putting it in your living room reminds me of uh, the Gabby Douglas story. I don't know if you listen to the Gabby Douglas story. You remember who mm -hmm. Gabby Douglas is? No, I she don't. Is, she's a gymnast. She's won multiple gold medals. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely amazing. Um, there is a movie about her life and her family, her, what well, there was lots of backstory and everything on that, but her uh, mother and her sisters 
you know, really, they saw the gift in her and they wanted to help her, you know, be able to accomplish this goal of, you know, being able to go to the Olympics and, and things of that nature. And so I am kind of, it's been a few years since I've watched it. So I'm a little bit sketchy on every little detail, but they had the whole family came together and was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Here's how I'm going to help contribute. And, you know, here's the plan. The entire family came together. They developed the plan. They put it on this like board, like almost like a cork board, so to speak. And they put it on the wall in the hallway as soon as you walk in the front door. Mm-hmm. So they saw it every single day. They saw it every single yeah. day and they, they worked together on it. And they helped her to accomplish her goals and her dreams because it's what she truly desired. And she put a lot of effort into it as well. Yeah. And I think the instrumental piece there was not only the putting the plan together and the accountability, but that visual uh, presentation that was mm-hmm. always in their face. Yeah. Not to mention as a team, working with the people that are closest to you, most important to you. You know, I've got a couple of points I want to make here. But first off is setting the right expectations with the people that are important and closest to you, the people who your choices are going to have direct impact. So whatever it is that you're pursuing, you know, maybe some financial goal or milestone, make sure the people around you are on board. If they're living in your house, they need to know what you're you're up to and how it's going to affect them. You know, let's say um, we're not going to do any sports for a year because kids, this is the amount of money that takes and we're working towards something bigger that's going to be better for our family. And here's what that is. Really instilling that vision in the kids will help them go, okay, I'm just going to miss out for one year, but here's how it's going to benefit me and the family. You know, um, maybe it's something you're working on in business and it's going to take a lot of your time and like, Hey family, I'm going to miss out on stuff for the next three months so that I can be at every basketball game. I can be at every sporting event for the next three months. So under just setting those proper expectations so that you don't end up with frustrated humans in your house. Um, and then with that, I also want to just touch on, you know, time and money touches everything. Mm-hmm. So making sure that whatever your goals are, wherever you set them, understanding how that's going to work into your schedule and how that's going to affect your finances. Every single choice you make is going to be touching those two things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you think it's not, you might be You're living wrong. a different kind of life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so direct. I'm trying to be nice nice there. You're just wrong. I'm trying to be nice there, but yeah. (laughs) It's your it's your show. I can be mean. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) You don't have to love me. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. I get it. I get it. No, this is I mean, and the point about this, you know, whole podcast is to get real and get honest, right? Because if we don't get real and we don't get honest, um, we're gonna stay right where we are. And do we really want that? And that's, you know, I see people who, um, you know, let's say one spouse gets on fire to do, let's just say getting out of debt. They're Mm -hmm. focused. They're like, they've drunk the Kool-Aid. They're ready to do this. And they just like hit the ground running and they're like dragging the other spouse along. And usually the reason is because they, they never talked about the why they just said, we need to do this. It's going to be great. And the other spouse is going, yeah, but I want to buy shoes. Like, I don't care. (laughs) The other, you know, spouse A who's on board has never come and said, listen, I am stressed every single day because of X, Y, and Z happening. 
and it is it is wearing me down and I'm afraid we're not going to be taken care of and that our retirement won't be set and that our kids are going to have to fend for themselves and come out of school with a thousand dollars and hundred thousand dollars in loans. They don't come and paint that picture of why this is important. So if you've got you know a significant other in the picture, make sure you're painting that for them. Again, it's really just setting those expectations. Here's why this matters to me and why I, I, I need your help. I need your um, assistance in getting there so we can team up and move forward. Mm-hmm. And I'll add on not even just your spouse, your children too, whether you're, you know, married and have children or you're single and you're ch- and you have children if there's a goal that you have in mind and there's something that's going to uh you know take your your child or your children to be a part of that or maybe you know they may not get something that they want or maybe not as much like you want to include in there it's not just simple because i said so like that doesn't help right. anything mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Make sure they're on board with the vision as best you can. (laughs) Well, yes, because they're not always going to agree with it, but just help them understand. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Well, I, this has been so, um, so helpful, so enlightening. And I definitely believe that a number of people are going to walk away and go, oh my gosh, I get it now. Um, So thank you for for sharing. Um, Before we close, I want to ask you, what is one, um, we'll say either a quote or a moment of inspiration that you want to share uh, with the listeners today? Interesting. A quote or a something moment inspiring. of inspiration. Even whether it's something, an actual quote or something that you say regularly to inspire people or encourage people. Okay. So I'll leave, um, kind of my three action steps when it comes to anything with goal setting. Um, make sure your vision is clear. You, you can picture what life is like on the other side of X. Um, what does it look like a year from now or five years from now? So, you know, what are you working towards? So your vision needs to be clear, set a plan to get there. That's your goal setting. And then as soon as you're done listening to this, I want you to set a timer for 20 minutes and do something in 20 minutes to move the needle a little bit towards your goals. Um, If you want to go to Paris next year, fantastic. You're not going to plan the whole trip in the next 20 minutes, but you can maybe look up some flights or read a couple of blogs and start your research. If you want to completely get out of debt or buy a house, you're not going to probably save $20,000 in the next 20 minutes. But what can you do to move towards that? Can you make a choice to not buy something on Amazon on Prime Day or or put that extra thing you don't actually need back in the grocery basket because this bigger picture is more important? Whatever is for you, what can you do in just the next 20 minutes that'll move the needle just a little bit towards what it is you want in life? I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And speaking of sharing... Uh, how can people connect with you? What's your uh, your social uh, website? And is there anything that you want to uh, leave the listeners with today? Sure. Um, Instagram is the best spot. So Kylie.Robinson12. My website is KylieRobinson.com. Very simple. Um, I do have a freebie that I'm really excited about right now. Five reasons your New Year's resolutions fail and how to succeed. So as we're coming up on people starting to think about that new year, let's eliminate the resolutions and adjust those to make them more practical. So you can find that at KylieRobinson.com slash fail. I love it. I love it. 
Well, uh, thank you all for listening today. Thank you, Kylie, um, again, for, for being here. Y'all, you know, uh, as usual, I have a monthly workshop, www.financialabundanceblueprint.com forward slash workshop. Check it out. Um, it is called the Ultimate Workshop to Achieving Financial Mastery. FYI, it's free. So check it out and share it with people. Um, also, if you have not already seen it, I also have a second book out, The Joyful Entrepreneur, Volume 2. Uh, it is currently available for ebook and will be available hard copy come this spring. So more details on that later. Um, and don't forget to follow me on social media, dr.michellemarie, pretty much everywhere. Oh, and share, like, comment on this podcast episode. Let us know what you loved best about it. And until next time, keep succeeding.